Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, this is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff, and uh, I'm Brent, and Jeff is here as well. Say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> we are here for episode two of our famous Last Word series. We are going through some of the famous seven things that Jesus said while on the cross and um, phrases and parts of scripture. And so we're digging into that. And we had a great first episode last week talking about Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And, um, and it was just awesome. It was just a blessing. I was rocked and challenged and encouraged and slain and uh, a wretched man that I am and just, you know, humbled. So um, tonight we're going to be looking at the scene of the criminals, one on one side, one on the other, and um, digging a little bit into that and what he said to them. And uh, we'll get into that as we move forward. Of course, that's typical of any Alter Life show is uh, a great roster of music that you want to keep it locked right here for. Tonight's topic is a word of salvation. Last week we talked about a word of absolution. Tonight, from Luke 23, verse 43, um, we're going to be looking at how Jesus is able to save. Even in your last dying breath, if you turn to him, you can be saved. And what a what a great truth. You know, I'm sure there are many people that are, we'd be surprised when we get to heaven, that on their, you know, in their last breath, their dying breath, just like this thief, you know, imagine the, not to get ahead of ourselves, but people say, you know, well, the thief on the cross, he didn't get to do any good works. You know, he just confessed. And so he goes to heaven. It's like, do you know how much fruit he's going to have the reward he's going to have for all the people who were able to turn to Christ on their deathbed because of his example? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's pretty crazy. You know, and uh, that's what we're talking about. It's salvation. The reason the cross was in play. And, um, you know, as we spoke of last week, this is our uh, our second episode in the final series of The Altar Life. You know, it's bittersweet, but we're excited about what God's doing in each of our lives. And as we get in more and more involved in our local church communities and just finding out what God has for us individually and collectively, you know, in ministry. So um, where are we in uh, Luke 23? We left off last week in verse 34. And uh, you guys know this scene. The soldiers are mocking Jesus. He's on the cross now. There's a sign above him that says, this is the king of the Jews. It says, then one of the criminals, who we mentioned briefly last week, who who were hanged, blasphemed him, saying, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. And that's, you know, I, I get the impression that both criminals were probably mocking to start. You know, every, everybody's joining in. Everybody's saying that, you know, he's, what a joke, you know, he can raise other people from the dead, but he's, he's saying up there on the cross and just the idea that the fact that he was Messiah should mean that he wouldn't die. But if, if they had known the scriptures, known what they had prophesied was that the Messiah had to die. Isaiah 53 is clear that, um, he would be led as a lamb to the slaughter, you know, and, uh, there's, plenty of other scriptures as well but um we're gonna get into this this is gonna be a great night and we're really excited about it and uh, a little bit before where we're at tonight you know it's interesting the crowd um was mocking the lord saying he saved others let him save himself if he is the christ the chosen of god and we know that christ didn't come to save himself 
You know, there was no need for him to be saved. It's we are the ones that needed to be saved. And so the the crowd is mocking him, asking him to get off, you know, get him get down and save himself from the from the death on the cross and you know, pointing out that he saved others. And um, rightly so, he did save others. Um, and here's the criminal now who's joining in with the crowd, joining in with the the common opinion um, of the of the mob. And uh, you know, unfortunately, there's so many of us or so many people in the world that join in with the mob, isn't it? Like they you know, they get the thinking um, about Jesus the way the crowd does, the way popular opinion, the way the media or society is portraying Jesus to be. And, um, you know, and this isn't necessarily, it's not true in many ways. And so, um, but there's so many people that are, that are lost, that are, that are like this criminal in need of, of a savior, in need of someone to help them and save them that are standing on the side, mocking the savior, um, because it's the crap, because that's what everyone else is doing, you know? And I look at it and I just think, you know, what he said isn't diff- much different than what the crowd was saying. Look, you're the Christ, save yourself and us while you're at it, you know? And um, not owning his issue, <laughs> yeah. not owning his fault, not owning his crime. Um, saying, look, if you're the Christ, get us out of here, you know, and get yourself out of here. And I'm going to believe you when you basically disregard my sin and uh, not forgive it. But just disregard it, right? And we all talked about last week how that is not what Jesus came to do, is disregard our sin, but to be the payment for our sin. Next You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Afterlife by Switchfoot, which is one we'll start to talk about in a little bit. You know, where, what's happening with this criminal. And, um, you know, this is, this is an interesting thing because you have these guys, they're on the cross, right? And this is, this is something that we see with people all the time where they say you know what god if you're real get me out of this you know and it's like they give this ultimatum to god like i'll believe in you if you get me out of my problem or whatever and and sometimes people get to the last resort uh they hit rock bottom and they say you know where's god now i thought he was i thought he was loving i thought god was this and they become mockers of god in their trouble like this Mm -hmm. one guy Instead of reaching the point of no return like the other criminal, who we'll discuss later, and having a completely different spec- uh, perspective of who God is, and having a realization of, he's God, I'm not. You know, he, I deserve everything that I'm getting, but he doesn't. Hmm. And I think it's really interesting because you, you have the dichotomy here, the two criminals. And I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, you know, I think someone once said that, the, the, the thief on the, the right or whatever side he was on that was mocking Jesus, that was the closest he would ever be to God. And and he's, you know, he's he's gone. You know, he's for eternity separated from God. The other guy, he's right there. And that may have been the first time he saw Jesus or what, but he's with him now because of the decision he made and how close you can get one arm length away from the kingdom of God and to just mock and to have that attitude that's what a lot of these people had, you know, the soldiers and the and the chief priests and the Pharisees, and it's life and death that that we're talking about here. It's not mockery, and a lot of people get caught up in that and they mock us for what we believe, and 
they don't realize that the decision they make to reject or accept Jesus is a life and death one. You know, we're, we're talking about the criminals and the scene of Jesus on the cross with the criminals. And it's interesting that Jesus was in between. The scripture very clearly says that one guy was on one side, one guy was on the other. It's kind of like the old cartoon where you got the good, an- you know, the good angel and the bad, yeah. you know, the devil on the other side going back and forth. It's yeah. like, it's all the scene set up where there's a choice. There's a, there's a difference, you know, that, that we're, that we're talking about. There's a left choice and a right choice. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe the pun was intended. Um, and so, you know, we, we've heard about the, the guy on the left and um, him mocking. And it's interesting that the mocking is all centered around Jesus saving himself. Like, do what you've been, that you're saying you're here to do, but do it for yourself. And um, they obviously didn't know what they were doing. And they didn't listen to him when he said um, that he came uh, to serve. And to be a ransom for many, not to, he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That was the purpose of why he was here. And, um, of course, if he served himself at this moment, you know, he wouldn't have been accomplishing the work that, that the Lord had him, that God, the father had him here to do on our behalf. And, um, isn't it interesting that the enemy is using, is, he was rising up here (laughs) And trying to get Jesus to save himself, to not go through with it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, the enemy's all over this scene and, and deceiving and um, persuading the popular opinion or the mob um, to be deceived in this situation. And we see that in our culture today. You know, I said this before, but we see this all around us where the popular opinion, where the enemy, the current. Um, of the Prince of Power of the Air, the current that's going on is 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 one of deception, where people think they know, but they don't really know, and um, it translates into um, you know mockery and and ridicule and not really understanding who Christ is, unfortunately, because if people really knew who Christ was and what He really did on the cross and what His real what really happened here in this scene, um, they would be convinced to to fall on their knees and ask for forgiveness and to come to the Lord. And tonight, if that's you, I just want to challenge you to, to consider these things and um, come to Jesus, you know, and believe this stuff and, and you're, you know, you will be saved. That's a promise. Just a couple verses for you to throw out there. Tonight's topic is a word of salvation. And um, I mean, you can do a word search on saved or saves or sa- savior and you know, have a field day. But in John 10, I just like this because it, Jesus alludes to his death on the cross. He says in verse 9, If anyone enters by me, or he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And uh, if you skip down, he says in verse 17, Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. He did have the power to save himself. He said to Peter in the garden, don't you think that I have the power to call 12 legions of angels or whatever it was, whatever number, a lot of angels to come and save? And Peter had his little dagger or whatever trying to fight back the enemy. Um, 
Jesus could have saved himself, but it was his love that kept him on the cross. It was his desire to accomplish the redemption of his people, which which is what the whole Bible is about. If you look back, you know, God created the world, put man in the garden, the, you know, put the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in there, and we won't understand why, but he said, don't choose this, okay? There's everything else you can have. Don't choose this one. We did it. We sinned. And from that point on, actually, if you look at Ephesians 1 and you want your mind to be blown, the redemption was before that, you know, the plan <laughs> of redemption. And, and we were called and the lamb of the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. So that blows your mind even more because <laughs> you're like, OK, wait, so it was all planned, everything. It wasn't like God, when Adam sinned, God was like, whoops, do over Mulligan, you know, let's figure out a way to fix this. No, it was all planned. And uh, that's why Jesus was able to say confidently, I lay my life down. I, God gives me the power to take it again. It has nothing to do with what people are doing or what people think of me or say. But, you you know, I'm doing exactly what God has told me to do by staying on this cross. So um, we're thankful. So we're so thankful that he did that for us. In the next hour, you want to hang loose because we're going to talk about the other guy, the other criminal. We talked a lot about the guy who didn't believe. And, um, you know, we relate to that in our culture, don't we? Um, the, the criminal, those who are guilty, which is all of us, and are, are deceived and um, are mocking Christ. And we're going to look at the other guy who responded completely differently. He's on the other side of Jesus. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment for part two of our uh, famous last word series. And as you tuned in last week, you heard that we're recapping a little bit of the history of this show. A little behind the scenes. That's right, giving you a look behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> With the unbelievable segment, it's all glitz and glam, and then you pull back the curtain, it's just this little old and guy. I just want to say, if we only had a brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But we do have heart. Yeah. I mean, we've had some good unbelievable segments, but where did it come from? What, what was the unbelievable segment? It actually, the very first episode of the show had an unbelievable segment believe it or not that's where it all started i know that's unbelievable but we just started riffing <laughs> we're like my wife made brownies and we just started riffing that's about right. how unbelievable things were we talked about wicker and uh <laughs> what else did we talk about like freshen up gum <laughs> so like we just it was like a couple different things because we didn't know what the unbelievable segment was going to be it wasn't a segment it was just no something we were just talking about stuff because it was like oh let's make let's joke around a little bit and we, we, we abandoned that a long time ago. We're all serious now. Yeah, our attempt at organized levity and organized humor, <laughs> which is never really funny when you try to be funny, we realized. Yeah, this is the, the time where we're funny. That that went over really well. Yeah, <laughs> the, the funny joke time or yeah. the corny joke time. Where we, that was our poor attempt at getting people to actually email us and tell us things. Yeah, we gave up on that like four years ago. <laughs> Trying to get people to email us. Because it just would discourage us, you know. <laughs> Can you send us an email and then, like, no one emailed you? It's all right. Remember so, we had so this an week we're going to get, like, 500 emails from people. Because <laughs> we've been such a pathetic... We did a... We're not trying to get emails now, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd if, be nice. If, if you, you just look to. back at our the history of our show, like, remember <laughs> we had the email address, thealterlife at yahoo.com? It was, like, before <laughs> no, you even have a website or anything. I remember that, actually. That's crazy. I just think of it back about all those things. It's pretty... We literally, like most places, most things get off the ground and all that stuff's in place. We really just like kind of 
we started a show and then we realized we needed a whole bunch of stuff to get this show to happen. But the so corny joke went bye bye because yeah. we ran out of corny jokes and no one was telling us them, so we just stopped. And uh, we had like these things where we were gonna read these wisdom nuggets of wisdom, you know. Yeah. Wisdom, and we try to make up a snappy thing. It's like wise words of the week, I think. alliteration of the word letter W, but w. that really just failed in yeah. misery and flame. So and we tried to have a cool cat of the week where you nominated somebody that you knew that exemplified yeah. a Christ-like behavior or attitude, and that didn't work because I guess nobody knows anybody like that. <laughs> Goodness, but we figured we should just tell people that's so that's how we end all our show. Yeah, right? <laughs> be a cool cat, live which dead. is another. Where did that come from? That was just a, I don't sna- even know. a thing that you said in the first episode and then stuck ever since. Uh, and every good. Alter Life episode has ended that way. It's pretty so, exciting. Anyway, so the, so finally we landed on Unbelievable. How many Unbelievables have we done? A uh, lot. 200 and something. Tons. There so. have been certain episodes that we forgoed. <laughs> forgoed. <laughs> so when something works, you just stick with it, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. You just keep throwing things against the wall. Eventually it sticks. <laughs> and um, as promised, we are going to now switch our focus of the night which we've been talking about the criminal next to jesus on the cross that was mocking him um but the other i'm glad 40 verse 40 showed up but the (laughs) other answering rebuked the other guy and said do you not even fear god you have a god you have a god god problem is what he basically says to him you know you don't understand and fear who god is and isn't that what that's the that's exactly the issue um, in our culture today. The fool says in his heart, "There is no God." You know, um, seeing that you are under the same condemnation as this man, you are in the same boat as him. You know, don't you understand? This guy, you actually deserve. It says, "At we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds." But this man has done nothing wrong. He's like. <laughs> What are you doing? This is an innocent guy who did nothing wrong, and he's getting the same punishment we have. How are you? Don't you understand? Like, don't you get it? Don't you fear the Lord that you would be mocking him? So the good criminal—I'll say the good criminal—he was smooth criminal. (laughs) The criminal who got it right and ended up getting it. He was still a criminal. I mean, he still did something wrong. You know that was, you know, worthy of crucifixion here. Um. But he's there on the cross and he's rebuking the other guy and he's saying, you know, we are under the same condemnation. We indeed justly, we deserve this for real. We've done things that are wrong that we deserve this. But for we, re- um, but this man has done nothing wrong. That's it. That's crazy. I mean, I always wonder, like, how did this guy get it all of a sudden? Like, did this guy believe who Jesus was before this happened? Like, did he hear what was going on um, and kind of come to the conclusion you know, before any of this, that, um, you know, that, that Jesus was God or, or did he like just get it in that moment when he's seeing Jesus on the cross with his life being poured out hearing father, forgive them for they know not what they do, knowing that how genuine that was, that he was actually talking to God, the father and seeing how the crowd was treating, you know, all the whole, you know, did he just get it in that moment? We don't know, but um, he got it. That was the most important thing. You know, and he says, don't you fear God? And he, he started realizing, you know, I'm going to see God. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, this is it for me. And I did something wrong of being punished for it and I'm going to die. And I think he's at that point where he's facing that reality. And 
he sees who he believes and is coming to believe that Jesus Jesus is God next to him dying and didn't deserve it being a perfect man and um, he did nothing wrong and um, you know obviously he might have just been thinking well he did nothing wrong to deserve this but truly he said the right thing he absolutely did nothing wrong and um, here's innocent Jesus on the cross and he asked the Lord he says Lord isn't that awesome he took the, said to Jesus Lord remember me when you come into your kingdom it's like you're going home and uh, remember me when you get there because I'm going there with you it's amazing that this guy had this insight you know yeah. it's, it's crazy to think that like you know just to think like he just had this revelation like and maybe maybe he had heard Jesus and had started understanding the teachings of Jesus and he had that background or maybe not maybe he just got the wisdom right in that moment because his heart was soft to to the Lord we don't know but man it's just a challenge for our hearts um, and and you know that's the perspective the contrite heart humble heart we should have before the Lord you know these guys are all like he said they're all in the same boat they are all hanging on the cross they're all being put to death this guy thankfully you know it's probably a similar situation as like with Peter where where Jesus said you know flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you but my father in heaven this guy received something from the Lord some type of insight like Brent said right before he took his last breath and said this is this is it you know this guy is for real and what I think is interesting uh, it's that we don't know what these guys did that deserved death but they were being crucified and I think that that's something we can remember there's no regardless of what we've done there's no like oh this is the really bad thing we all deserve to be on that cross regardless of how good we are because our sin is is passed down through our through our genes from adam you know what i mean and uh i think that's cool that they don't they don't say well this guy murdered somebody because then all the people who've never murdered anybody will be like well see i don't deserve death <laughs> right you know what i mean like no it's very, it's a blank slate <laughs> you know it's like fill in the blank of what that person did to put them on the cross but we all deserve to be on the cross and this guy said you know what this is the son of god on the cross and if he's going to the father i want to be with him even if i don't have an opportunity to do anything good for him and i think that's kind of how god likes it yep. and uh that's really encouraging the altar life with Brent and Jeff. all right that was all my tears by jars of clay before that you heard we will follow and i really like that last song um just the idea like when we when we leave this earth when we die you don't have to cry for us because we're going to be with the lord which is what jesus is about to say he says he looks at this guy and i can't imagine what this scene must have looked like who who was listening you know was it just so loud and people were just mocking and heckling and that you couldn't hear this dialogue was this only between the two of them i'm not sure but we know that the centurion who's standing by said when when jesus finally lays you know bows his head and dies and he's like man this was the son of god so people were paying attention to this scene and he says assuredly i say to you today you will be with me in paradise and i can't imagine that that guy what a sense of peace that must have fallen over him when he said those words i you know i can't put myself in the scene too much but i i imagine that and for that split second when he said that that dying on the cross was not the worst thing that could happen to that guy you know what i mean like like he was kind of like like it, 
what Jesus had just said to him overshadowed what was happening to him at that moment because that was more important. And that I have to remember that, you know what I mean? When I'm dealing with stuff and when we're all dealing with things and we're, we feel like we're being, you know, oh, this is my cross to bear and we, we throw all our jargon out there. You know, the fact that Jesus says you will be with me in paradise should overshadow anything else. You know, Paul says it in Romans 8, 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be, be to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. And we shouldn't be surprised because Jesus himself said, take up your cross and follow me. He didn't, you know, we don't have to physically die on a cross, but that doesn't mean that we don't, our life doesn't end at the cross. You know, our old man ends at the cross and our new life begins at the cross. Mm. So, um, and for this guy, his new life began on the cross. Yeah, yeah paradise. He was there. Yeah, paradise. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. And there's a and it says, "Assuredly, I say to you, take it to the bank <laughs> today, instant. It's instantaneous." And uh, conversion happened at that moment, and it wasn't anything this guy did. He's a criminal. He did nothing right, <laughs> you know. It was just a humble heart and realizing who God was and believing and tr- believing what He said there and confessing the truth um, that the Lord was who he said he was. And um, do you believe that tonight? Is that what you say about Christ? I want to go to paradise. (laughs) That sounds sounds like a great place. Um, It's remarkable for this thief, though, right, to imagine that he was going to be entering eternity knowing that um, he was going to be with him, with me in paradise. Jesus, with Jesus in paradise and that's what the promise is still true for us as we um you know accept christ as our savior and as he forgives us of our sin he promises the same thing you will be with me in paradise isn't that awesome he wants to be with us and for all eternity we will be with jesus in paradise isn't that remarkable that he wants to be with us man for the criminal it would have been good enough just that he saved them from hell right but to actually redeem him to heaven to be with him for all eternity you know god doesn't just love us he likes us too (laughs) he wants to (laughs) hang out with us that's remarkable that is just so cool this has been a great topic and we want to extend the offer to you if you realize when you listen to this that jesus died on the cross for your sins and that he is the son of god and is able to save you by putting your faith in him that you can then, when you die, go to heaven and be with him for eternity, then please accept that. You know, pray the prayer. Pray to God and surrender your life to him. Say, Jesus, I accept you as the Son of God. I believe that you died and rose again and that you can save me and take me to heaven with you. So this has been a great night. We're going to close out the night with Paradise by the Cry. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.